The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. And welcome in. This is the Ashholes, totally unfiltered cigar radio. Hello once again. I'm Stu Fink, your studio announcer. And now, here's the host of the Ashholes, Pastor Padron, Dan the Man. Hello and welcome back. To the Ash Holes, broadcast live from the Serena Royale stage at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. It's time to kick back and light up as we turn this Wednesday into Ash Wednesday. We are always entertaining, generally unscripted and totally unfiltered. You can stream and download us on iHeartRadio, Facebook, YouTube, iTunes, and Podbean, and of course at our website, theashholes.net. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at The Ashholes and on Instagram at Ashholes Radio. Today, we are smoking the Ashholes 2017 Cigar of the Year, the Wise Man Toro by Foundation Cigars. And we are joined via Skype by Nick Melillo, the president of Foundation Cigar Company, Nicaragua, the chief of the broadleaf. This is <laughs> awesome. Hi. Great to Great to be here, guys. Thanks That's for having awesome. me. Be there with you in the studio. Mm. But uh, it's, a, it's a pleasure to be on, and it's a great honor uh, for Cigar of the Year. Wow. Awesome. <laughs> it's lucky you're not here. You'd probably get trapped or <laughs> run to get slammed with some snow. So. Yeah. I, was, I was hoping to have a, a cup of that great coffee there in, in the cafe. Oh, yeah. Uh, the coffee is really good. That is true. Now, you were supposed to be down in Cuba. That's how this whole Skype thing got, got started. In Nicaragua, I was actually heading to um, uh, Florida for a few days at, for a few events down there because I haven't been down there in a while. And mm-hmm. then Nicaragua, uh, be in Nicaragua for most of uh, January, back for a few days, and then back down to Nicaragua mm. um, where I still spend a lot of my time. So sure. this for Easter, I haven't checked the weather today, but... It's uh, sort of sent a uh, ripple in my travel schedule even. <laughs> it's, uh, it's always a challenge, uh, you know, logistically. Yeah. Rebook hotels, flights, and then I'm always going to so many destinations, so it's a, it's a challenge. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it, you know, this weather has been so unseasonably cold. It's been mm. ridiculous. I mean, it's yeah. the right season, technically, but it's just yeah, but colder it's, than it's we used only, to. But it hasn't even been winter for two weeks, right, yeah. technically? And we're already, like, the Arctic. Yeah, I mean, I think we just have short memories. You know, uh, it's New England. Know. We've got snowed Jan- out in Late October, January, I mean. February, I expect <laughs> this, but not. Oh, come on. Sometimes I feel like the, the whole, everything has shifted forward a month. Yeah. That yeah. It's getting just later. Um, same with the springtime. It seems like it's... I don't know, but again, you know, 1978. I, I was born in 78. It was the biggest, uh, I think, blizzard mm-hmm. in a, a blizzard of 78. Mm-hmm. Yep, so, I remember I that blizzard. I think we trumped it a few years ago, but yeah, yeah, yeah I think. that's the one we still talk about. I didn't have school for three weeks that year. Wow, that's a good year. I didn't yeah, either. That, that whole year, year, I was, you know, I wasn't even born. You yeah. we weren't even born. <laughs> I was eight years old at the time. That was great. Now I think snow is a curse. Then I thought Dude. it was awesome. <laughs> I love the snow. You oh. love the snow, really? You, you spent you enough know, time away I, from it. 
I yeah, says the guy who lives in Nicaragua. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. My brother gets on me for that. And you grew up in Connecticut, love, right? That's like not really good New England. That's <laughs> not really New England. Oh, my gosh. So we're smoking your wise man Maduro Toro. Tell us about this cigar. You know, um, the wise man, Elway Wednesday, you know, I thought I, I challenged the market phonetically with my first release. <laughs> you know, you in, did a great job gen- doing that. Doesn't always work out, man, surprisingly. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a very special brand for me, you know, being, you know, the, the wise man Corojo version, the first release, well, Wednesday was my first release. Mm-hmm. So this was sort of the plan. Um, I knew I really... Yeah, I've been living in Nicaragua since 2003. Mm. Pretty much, you know, 90% of my time over the past 14 years has been in Nicaragua. So, mm. you know, kid, Connecticut is 24 when I moved to Nicaragua. And um, my experience in the business over the past 14 years has strictly been from that side of the business. So I would really only see retailers or be involved in the sales and distribution side you know, IPCPR every year I would see everybody or when eventually, you know, people started visiting the factory and that started more 2008-ish, 9-ish when really this trend of, you know, going down to Nicaragua became a little bit more popular. So, you know, I felt it was important, um, you know, Nicaraguan people, the culture, this has become my second home Mm -hmm. and um, it's become a part of me. So it was very important for me to really express, you know, not only for for Nicaragua and all the people I work with behind the scenes that, you know, we don't really ever see from the state's side is to really, you know, honor this this culture that has become my second home Mm -hmm. over the past 14 years. And for me, there was nothing, you know, better that represents the heart and soul of Nicaragua than El Wewense or the wise man. So this word is indigenous to Nicaragua. You know, even Span- people from Spanish-speaking cultures can't even pronounce Wewense when it's, <laughs> it's such a unique uh, word. So, you know, Nicaragua has been a lot of negativity surrounding Nicaragua over the past 30, you know, 30 years with mm-hmm. Iran-Contra and war and Sandinistas. And here's this gem of really... Uh, humanity really being this oldest satire of the western hemisphere um indigenous satire uh the wawense so this is a dance that's been happening in the north of nicaragua since the late 1500s um so i said you know this is perfect you know it really expresses for me what nicaragua is all about and i knew from the beginning i wanted to you know make a blend you know, based first blend all Nicaraguan filler binder and wrapper. And then, you know, I knew that was going to evolve to a Maduro version of the cigar being the wise man Maduro. Um, I've been very active in Mexico, San Andreas, uh, working with this, this leaf San Andreas Negro, which is the wrapper on this, mm-hmm. this blend is, um, one of the oldest seed varieties in, in humanity. Um, they actually say it predates the Habanisa seed, which is the Cuban seed. Um, so interesting growing region, very different, different ways where they process tobacco. I've been really involved in there since 2000, you know, three, four, um, working with different farmers and growers. And, uh, that sort of evolved when I, when I left Drew Estate in 2014, I formed a consulting company that's still active called Melillo International, mm-hmm. which... I work with different farmers throughout the world from different growing regions, 
of cigar tobaccos and sort of connect them with the right uh, fermenting. Some people, you know, they grow tobacco. They don't necessarily ferment tobacco mm-hmm. really uh, well and or they don't, you know, make cigars. So I was hooking up farmers that didn't really have as much experience um, in the fermentation, sorting, selecting side of things from San Andreas, um, Mexico, and sort of put those things together. And we actually, instead of, whereas before I was fermenting and sorting and purchasing San Andreas Mexican right from Mexico, mm-hmm. um, I, what, what we did was is I worked with the farmers up to the curing barns, so coming off the field into the curing barns, and then from the curing barns, instead of sorting and selecting in Mexico um, and doing the fermentation, I had it uh, shipped right to Nicaragua coming out of the curing barn and then properly, you know, sorted, selected, and then undergoing fermentation in Nicaragua, which was different than what they were doing in Mexico. Nicaragua has really, you know, come a long way as far as quality control of sorting, selecting, fermenting tobaccos. Um, So the skill level I felt, you know, in Esteli would be able to really take this this leaf to the next level. And I think that comes through in the product. Uh, so this, so what I hear, this is awesome. And what, what I really hear you saying is, is that, uh, um, you know, the, the things that uh, Nicaragua was really good with, the, the aging and curing of the tobacco, you, you actually took that on uh, yourself so that you got, yeah. the, you got the great leaf and while they didn't necessarily do very well with the aging of it, you could do that really well. So you pick that up. Correct. Typically in Mexico, you know, over the years, they would ferment tobacco in much larger size fermentation piles. Okay. Like 12,000 pound piles. Mm-hmm. Whereas in Nicaragua, we're more 7,000. Hmm. And the sorting and selecting that was happening hmm. wasn't as clean. So what happens is you can ferment tobacco much you can ferment it quick. You know, you can bring the temperatures up of these fermentation piles and really get this tobacco to turn, you know, fairly fast within, you know, less than a year, potentially. Okay. Why are people doing, you know, you have so much money invested in <laughs> fields and labor and, and all of this thing. So, you know, it's in your interest. People sometimes rush it out and it still comes out as great tobacco, but what I wanted to do, I always say it's like my great, you know, grandmother's, great grandmother's pasta sauce, because it is the difference of opening up a can, hmm. throwing it on the stove in the pot, turning up the heat. And, you, you know, you got you got a product uh, fairly quickly, whereas, you know, she's all fresh ingredients, but low simmer over eight hours. And why is she doing this? You're, you're preserving the flavors. You know, you're getting once you turn that heat up. Everything starts being lost into the elements. Mm. You know, it starts, you know, it starts being evaporated into the air. So you start losing a lot of the same thing is with tobacco. Hmm. You know what I mean? You turn the heats up quick, too fast. You're losing a lot of the essential oils and flavor um, of the leaf. So it really is slow and steady, lower temperatures, longer period of time. And that should be something very familiar to cigar smokers you know it's like you're smoking too fast you're losing all the flavor you're you're just getting char you know you gotta slow it down to take everything in correct yeah yeah too much you know too fast because that happens so much over fermentation 
of Tibet, you know, you just end up, you know, breaking down all the cellular walls of the leaf until there's nothing left. Hmm. And, uh, and that's the trick, you know, that's hmm. the, the art of, of the whole thing. So now the Eloense was, you know, like you said, you know, in the beginning and you say it on your website was you wanted to make a, a Nicaraguan puro. Correct. And then, you know, with the Maduro, you went with the um, San Andreas uh, wrapper, and I'm yeah. wondering, I'm wondering what what change, you know, it, does this change the the original vision of the cigar? Uh, you know, why didn't you stick with the Nicaraguan for the uh, wrapper with the Maduro? Great question. Beautiful question. Um, yeah, I mean, the Mexican San Andreas adds a whole level different level of complexity and flavor, mm-hmm. you know, to the cigar. And it just pairs so well mm-hmm. with the Nicaraguan fillers. Um, so to answer your question, for one, you know, the Wawense, which is this beauty here, very difficult growing wrapper tobacco in Nicaragua. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's just not, you know, most active volcanoes in Central America. The soil is very rich, great sun exposure, you know, produces some of the finest filler tobaccos, you know, really heavy, veiny leaf. Um, and this is really what Nicaragua has really become known for and used, you know, between Nicaragua, Honduras, Dominican. So in order to grow wrapper, you have to grow it under shaded tents. Um, you have to filter that light. You have to, you know, because you need a silky, thinner leaf. And also that's going to burn also. Mm. So I had worked with a lot of the also the yields, you know what I mean? You're, you're going to see sometimes you get a variation in the wrapper leaf because you're not going to get the same color consistency, you know, all the time because the yields of wrapper is just so, so low. Mm-hmm. Um, so working with Maduro, I was working with, you know, Maduro's from Nicaragua um, here and there. And um, it's just, you know, uh, the quantity that comes out of the crop, the burn consistency as you get into the thicker wrappers coming from Nicaragua gets a little bit more dicey. Um, so, you know, I, this project that I've been working on in Mexico became very dear to me. And, you know, for me, it comes down at the end of the day, you know, I, the blends speak to me mm. and <laughs> they make the decision, you know? Yeah. Whereas with Wednesday, I knew, you know, doing a Nicaraguan blend, you know, in and out is, um, was you know my vision from the beginning but um you know maduro i knew you know the supply issues would be much greater and you know just i couldn't risk you know having any burn issues mm-hmm. or anything like that yeah, sure. so. and it's it's paid off i mean it's a great cigar so oh yeah <laughs> you, know, you made totally. the right call yeah. clearly yeah, <laughs> there, there is a lot of connections between you know mexico and nicaragua too i mean they're so intricately connected on many levels um you know historically you know, being part of the Mexican empire at some point, you know, ranchero music and Mexican, you know, a culture can be felt throughout the north of Nicaragua also. Um, So you do have connections there, loose connections in that way. But, um, you know, it's just San Andreas is just one of my favorite tobaccos. And, you know, this blend came out, you know, even just far, you know, greater than any expectations I had had in my mind. Mm. You know, I, I, I know somewhat of where the blend's at when I'm when I'm blending and tasting, you know, rolling up these 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 leaves, you know, the day I'm rolling them. Mm. But 
you know, in the end, it's that 60 days age, 90 days age. Do you really, you know, really start to see the cigar? And, you know, the first time I had given the cigar, you know, a good 90 days, you know, aging time, I was actually in New York uh, with a buddy there and we both lit him up and we just sort of staring at each other. <laughs> Verbally, you smoking what I'm smoking right now? <laughs> you know, it was just so killer. Uh, you know, just that really nice cocoa. You know, mm-hmm. you know, good spice. The balance was there. You know, it was just a beautiful, beautiful blend. So, yeah, had to go. Had to go. Go ahead. Man, the foot. I mean, there's the foot. You know, the 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 pre-light. You know aroma coming off the foot and uh i wish i i could not sell all these things <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah i know what you mean they look so Martin they Burke. look so good when they're unsellowed but it's so you know working you, in a cigar shop i you know you know this is true I mean, I, damage oh, happens so easily mm, to these I, oh it kills me i couldn't yeah. the only brand i could resist doing it was the you know the tabernacle i held yeah. the line really uh <laughs> firmly at, but you know, to be able to open that box and just, oh, mm. you know, that's a heavenly experience. Mm. Now, we've we've had the Tabernacle on this show. Mm-hmm. We love that. And that leads to, to say you are, you know, the uh, chief of the Broadleaf. What, you know, there's obviously I, there's the connection mm-hmm. between this, you know, Mexico and, and Nicaragua, like you said. And, and this San Andreas wrapper is just amazing. But right. why not? Why not do the uh, um, Connecticut broadleaf for a Maduro? You know, I had the. I'm showing you guys my chief of the broadleaf <laughs> nice. sign here. I, my office. <laughs> awesome. The, the office here is on a 50. We're in, uh, I'm in Windsor at a 50 acre tobacco farm. Um, so you know, I, I wanted to. If you look at how the portfolio, you know, foundation mm. is is really evolving and developing. You know, I and it sort of happened really naturally. Um, I really wanted to do blends, you know, an array of different, you know, blends mm. and profiles, and then also from the price points, also. So, you know, I really just just having access to so much great tobacco too. It's mm. difficult. Um, you know, Tabernacles, Connecticut Broadleaf, and then I was able to use, you know, on the Charter Oak yeah. brand that we do. Um, which is a Maduro and a shade version, you know, do a broadleaf on those also. Um, so, you know, it's, uh, it's an interesting time too, because, you know, the good old FDA, yeah. you know, unfortunately I would, uh, you know, probably be making a lot more, you know, different, different things with even more broadleaf and whatnot. But, um, you know, the, the times are, times are changing. Yeah. Yeah. That regard. How has all that their enigmatic policies that we have no idea whether or not they're going to stay or go? Or, <laughs> yeah, how how really. is that affecting your your direction and vision and, and things at Foundation Cigars? It's got to be frustrating. You came in right on the line, really, too. Yeah, we got, you know, I'm so glad I ended up making the decision. You know, I did, you know, leaving Drew State was very difficult um, because, you know, the team in Nicaragua had become my family. Um, you know, no more than just coworkers. Um, but you know, if I didn't do it when I did, I would have, 
never been able to start a company ever. You know, the right. dream of my own brands and and company would have never mm-hmm. been been realized. So, you know, we came in and, you know, it's definitely affects the way you make decisions and it's frustrating mm-hmm. having this looming legisl- legislation there and the clarity of not knowing, okay, well, exactly what that legislation is, mm-hmm. which is, you know, I, I think the intent a lot of times is to, you know, you're regulating by doing that, by putting this dark cloud mm-hmm. over the industry. Um, but, you know, if you see what my focus was, knowing that it was going to become, you know, eventually becoming more difficult to release product as they start to take, you know, a hold on the industry, I really wanted to focus on building brands because I think the market is going to go back, you know, to when I started in the 90s, you know, night is everything was focused on more the brands than necessarily you know, special releases or personalities pay mm-hmm. or, or, you know, it was all brands. Um, nobody really knew, you know, the guys more behind the brands as much. I, I don't think that's going to change as much, but mm-hmm. as far as releasing, you know, special sizes and, and things like that. So I really wanted to, you know, create brands, uh, you know, for me being a big history buff and, um, you know, I, I, I love history. You know, I wanted to create brands that were, you know, really rich in culture and history. And I think you see that, you know, developing through you know, a lot of the foundation brands now. They all have a, um, a depth to them that you can take, you know, explore um, if necessary. So it's been great, you know, to develop brands and, uh, you know, work on the art and the branding side. I've enjoyed that a lot, but, um, you know, Highclere Castle, we started this, this is, it's a surreal project, but it, it, it <laughs> per- with, you know, with the rest of our, you know, it's living history. It's real, you know, history and such a rich cigar smoking history, you know, within the, in the castle. So, um, yeah, it's definitely, um, you know, from just business wise, the FDA, you know, it, it's it's, it's so, difficult. Speaking of Europe, uh, you know there are some brands that are just doing European releases. Are, do you have any plans for like new cigars that are just going to be overseas? Or <laughs> okay. no comment. <laughs> no, no comment. comment. Okay. <laughs> mm. oh, we'll hit that again after yeah, the break. Yeah. Plans and trips. <laughs> you know, high Claire, Claire, you might be seeing something mm. interesting, especially at the castle. Um, mm. Because the castle is going to be, uh, you know, High Clare Castle has so many visitors. They have a um, an exact replica of King Tut's tomb within the castle. With actually, I think a few um, wow. relics there. It's, um, you know, it's just every room is historical, and uh, they have a lot of people visiting there every year. So, um, you know, friends of mine, they were actually here today. Adam, good friend of mine here in Connecticut, who owns a uh, Distillery, Moonshine Distillery is working okay. on a, a whiskey there, you know, and they're uh, working on a gin wow. that they're actually wow. growing up the ingredients on the estate. Um, so we're going to have in their in their gift shop, um, you know, High Claire. So we're going to do something special there. You know, I said no comment. No, no comment. <laughs> I never really had much interest in going to the Downton Abbey place, but you know, no, maybe, now maybe there maybe, is. Maybe make a trip over there. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's such a historical place, and once I, you know, 
started learning about the cigar history. Of course, the cigar geek in me is just, you know, I have access now to talking. Lord Carnarvon has just been incredible and, um, you know, become a, a, a good friend. And, um, you know, just to access the archivists and, you know, learn with his father and great grandfather or smoking and, you know, see the receipts and the, you know, there's a smoking room, the library, you know, it's just part of the, mm. you know, part of dinner. Uh, after dinner, everybody went and had a cigar. <laughs> you know, let's just, right. so right. that goes back to 18, you know, early 1800s. So mm. kind of cool. Well, this cigar is, you know, just, we, we need to talk a little bit about it. Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm going nuts. It, there's, it's so earthy. There's this deep coffee and cocoa flavors mm-hmm. to it. Uh, yeah. Some leathery pepper on the retro, mm-hmm. and, which is really, it's very well balanced. There's this uh, natural sweetness. Yes. Yeah, to, early on, it was like a honey sweetness. It just kind of sits on your tongue. It reminds me yeah. of the, the original El Wense, but mm-hmm. it's, it's just uh, You know, and that's that Corojo seed leaf coming through mm-hmm. you know you get the binder corojo mm-hmm. 99 it's grown in jalapa um and you just really get that that honey you know that sweetness natural sweetness to it so that's you know that combination and then the mexican and the cocoa yeah, and the, so much going on i yeah. love those flavor profiles mm-hmm. in cigars you know those you know and, and to get the balance um which is you know very key for me in blending is I want the body, I want the strength, but I don't want it to be overly aggressive on my palate. Mm. You know, I don't want it jading my palate. Um, you know, and it's uh, that that for me is always the the trick in the blending process um, to get that balance down. So, and I want it to make your mouth water. You know, that's <laughs> yeah, you got that going. It, you know, <laughs> now, that's key. I, are you are you having a cigar there? You know, I, I'm, I'm actually holding up from, from lighting up because I'm just dealing with a little cold. Oh, cold well, you can, but you can smoke there, right? You can smoke this, in your office. Fortunately, in certain areas, um, no, because we actually have within our building um, a doctor's office, oh, coincidentally. Uh, but we're working, we're working on that. Those <laughs> dang doctors. Just slip them some cigars. Just no. slip them some cigars. <laughs> Oh my they're not gosh! Medical doctors. Mm-hmm. They're more. They're more upstairs doctors. So. Oh. After okay. a long day, I can go uh, <laughs> vet my uh, frustrations. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! One of the things that you you know I I've listened to your three the man behind the leaf videos on your website, and one of the things that you said really kind of caught my attention, and you said that. Uh, Cigarettes to you were more of a habit, uh, but you understood cigars to be more of a ceremony. And I yeah. thought that was a great, you know, to me, you know, a, a cigar is is buying yourself time to relax. Yeah. It's buying time for yourself. It's something where you you sit, you enjoy it. And, and so that image of ceremony, you know, could you, you know, why did you choose that particular word? You know, because, you know, I, as I started getting into cigars, you know, um, again, being a history fanatic and learning about, you know, how this, this, this leaf has been used and prized in indigenous cultures throughout this hemisphere and used in ceremony. You know, I, I started seeing, you know, the modern the cigar smoking, you know, the cutting, the lighting, 
you know, as a modern day ceremony, ritual taking place, you know, whether we that is still continued all of these years. And this started really with my brother, you know, my brother and I really got into, you know, those those years. It was, you know, trying to find Opus X, you know, was huge. And, uh, you know, Hoya de Monterey Rothschilds were, you know great every day no no cello no bands you know it was like 250 a stick um you know we were smoking the cigars my grandfather was some of the connecticut cigars and my my brother and i would have a cigar you know uh, every every weekend you know with my grandfather and um you know or we would we would have a cigar with some close friends and um you know play cards and and more just start you know, learning, learning about life from my grandfather was, was the big, you know, to share a cigar and, and hear stories of, you know, he fought as a Marine in World War II and, and growing, you know, growing up in Connecticut and his father. And I just really started learning a lot, you know, and it was, it was this special time and, and like a ceremony, you know, to me. Um, and, um, you know, every, I saw so many younger, younger people at the time that were just smoking, you know, sucking down cigarettes and it was sort of just sort of like a fad thing. And, uh, you know, and then I started working the store and that was so amazing, you know, that, to meet people from all different walks of lives, you know, from different jobs, from different backgrounds and you leave everything at the door, you know, and, you know, it's just so different. The culture of, of, of cigarettes and the, you know, I was just l looking at, you know, just recently, you know, you get thrown, thrown around this, like this word boutique is a huge, you know, word that we use in our industry. And I was looking at, at the tobacco category as more of as a whole and where handmade cigars fits in that. And if you look at it, you know, handmade cigars between machine made cigars, I think is like a 13 billion unit, you know, they make were between Honduras, Nicaragua, and Dominican were 320 million units. Wow. Somewhere the 13 billion, 320 million were percent, <laughs> you know, 2%. Then if you bring in the other tobacco products, we get much smaller, but that is, our whole industry is boutique mm. in that sense. Mm. You know what I mean? It's, it's such a, a small, special, unique, um, you know, life, lifestyle and culture of smoking. And it's, uh, Excuse my language, but it's freaking shame that we have to do <laughs> the, you know, all this this BS because children aren't, you know, children aren't, I, you know, I think if if people that were, you know, earlier in their twenties and more people partook and these kind of things, they would be less involved in drugs and and crime and you know they'd be a, a bit more advanced in their years. But if, if young people agree. were smoking cigars, they wouldn't have money for drugs. So. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're already uh, halfway through the show. We need to take our uh, our break. You want to hang in there with us and come back? I would. My pleasure. Would love to. Awesome. All right. When we come back, we'll get into talking more with Nick Melillo, and we'll keep giving you our thoughts on the Wise Man Toro by Foundation Cigar, the Ash Holes 2017 Cigar of the Year. Come on back.
In a time where humidors are overflowing and retailers' shelves are on the verge of buckling, there is one brand that stands out amongst the rest. Sereno Cigar Company offers four distinct blends. The Connecticut, the Medio, Maduro, and Maduro XX. The Sereno Royale Maduro XX, named number one cigar of 2016 by the Ashholes Radio Podcast, is a creation of elegance and sophistication. Crafted at the La Corona Cigar Factory in Esteli, Nicaragua, the Sereno Royale Maduro XX comes to life by the experienced hands of master blender Omar Gonzalez Aleman and industry veteran Anthony Serino. To create this masterpiece, a blend of filler tobaccos from the fertile soils of Esteli and Jalapa are aged for over five years and then draped with a dark and luxurious Ecuadorian Habano Oscuro wrapper grown from the famed Habano 2000 seed to bring you an endlessly complex and full-bodied experience. A post-roll aging process of two additional years allow the blend to marry, creating unmistakable notes of rich cocoa, leather, and coffee that tantalize the palate, leaving you anticipating the next draw. Visit SerenoCigars.com for a list of retailers, and you can always find Sereno Cigars available at TwoGuysCigars.com. Bohemian is the original Brazilian big ring gauge cigar with the unfinished foot, curly-tailed head, and value, value, value. There is a Brazilian reasons to buy and smoke Bohemian, and here are just a few. Created in the Cuban tradition, this lush, dark Brazilian Maduro leaf surrounds a five-year-old Sumatra binder with Dominican and Nicaraguan well-aged long filler leaves. So, what should you expect from a Bohemian? A departure from the conventional. A flavorful journey into a sweet, nutty, almost caramel finish. Bohemian, the original, unconventional cigar. Take the journey. Cigar smokers, how about if we go over a few cigar store sounds? Can you guess what this is? Oh, yeah. You think you got it? Okay, do you know what this is? Now for the cigar. What do you think of this cigar? I'm lighting up a Lagiana Havana cigar. The Lagiana Havana natural cigars are, oh yeah, so smooth. And oh yeah, the Maduro version is a bit beefed up. But oh yeah, they're delicious too. When asked what my favorite cigar is, I always say it's Lagiana Havana. Oh, yeah. In a world where the success of a cigar brand is recognized by its flavor, comes two that go head to head. One man smoking two cigars at the same time. Two rappers united in name, but separated by taste. One cigar known as the natural. The natural is no lightweight. It boasts full flavor and taste. The United Cigar Natural. Now comes the Maduro. Darker and even more bolder. With in-your-face flavor. United Cigar. Nothing could prepare you for what awaits you in the box. Both box pressed. Both 65 million years in the making. Uh, that may be wrong. Well, I'm going with it anyway. Action, adventure, and bromance. That's right. Bromance. United Cigar. Available in natural or Maduro. Available only at appointed United Cigar retailer shops nationwide. Rated D for delicious. Under 18, not admitted even with a parent. United Cigars. You don't have to choose. Smoke them both. In 1848, in honor of the English poet Lord Byron, a cigar brand named Byron was first created. 
Through three centuries, Byron has gone through many hands, but today it is back with the family that first created them. Returning to the early days, now the brand, in a very limited quantity, is produced in a small factory in Costa Rica. Nelson Alfonso offers three Byron blends honoring all three centuries of Byron, Siglo 19, Siglo 20, and Siglo 21. Other cigars sit in an aging room for 60 days, but every Byron cigar sits in an aging room for a period of at least one full year, then and only then into ultra-luxurious porcelain jars and state-of-the-art cigar humitubes packaging. Sure, Byron's packaging is unique and costly to produce, but nothing else will do for a cigar of this quality and taste. Byron Cigars. Cigars of poetry. Sophisticated. Byron. And the Ashholds are back. Once again, here's your host, Pastor Padrone, the wise man himself, Dan the Man. Hello, and you can find us on iHeartRadio, Facebook, YouTube, iTunes, and Podbean. Virtually anywhere you can find a podcast, there we are. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at The Ashholes and on Instagram at Ashholes Radio. We are smoking our 2017 pick for the Cigar of the Year, the Wise Man Toro by Foundation Cigar Company. And we are Skyping with the mastermind behind this, Nick Melillo, Nick R. Agua. Hi. Great to be here. Great to be here. <laughs> Very awesome. Big, we, nice big honors. It is. It's it. huge. Personal. You have no idea. Great commercials. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, uh, one of the things that we regularly do on the show is a top five list. And what I want to do for the top five, Nick, is the top five things you didn't know about Nick Melillo. Today's top five, brought to you by Five Five Cigars. Choose from the mild white label, medium strength red label, or the full bodied and full flavored blue label. Siri Five Five has it all. Five and five equals a perfect ten, and that's what you get every time with Five Five Cigars. Here is today's top five list. All right, I gave you 30 seconds to think there. Oh, man. Oh, I got to answer this? You got to answer this. We can this. make some stuff up, but you might not like oh, it. So. <laughs> what are five oh, things about you that... or something. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, if it makes you feel better, you know, you're Skyping. You're, you're in Connecticut, so we have no way to really verify what you're doing on air. So, you know, you can make it up. But don't I do that. Up. This is tough, man. Top five things you didn't know about Nick Malillo. Yes. Yeah, we know you live in Nicaragua. We know you love snow. You can't pick those. <laughs> okay, I definitely love snow. Um, a lot of people know I, I, I love reggae music, so that doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Top five things you didn't Top know about Nick Malillo. I'm very difficult to work with. <laughs> <laughs> difficult right. to work with as number five. Okay. Difficult. I, I seem easygoing, but um, I can be a bit of a stress ball. Okay. To other people? Yep. To mm-hmm. other people. Yep. I'm smiling all the time, but I'm really crying inside. Breaking <laughs> <laughs> uh, break into song here? <laughs> I know exactly what he's talking about. So that would be number... Yep. Uh, Okay, so we've got three yeah. now, right? 
three. Yep. Yep. Um, oh, wow. You're doing uh, good. Keep going. Not bad, right? Not, not bad. bad. Not bad at all. I'm trying to think. Trying to think. Um, oh, boy. Oh, boy. I can play the guitar a little bit. You can okay. play the guitar a little bit. When did you pick up the guitar? I self-taught myself a little bit of guitar, but I haven't played it in probably like five years now. Wow. Um, and number one, I would say, if I wasn't, um, didn't have so much love for, for cigars, I would love to be a, somehow involved in music. Okay. Ooh, there you go. I don't know if I I, I would have ever had, you know, my my family have my grandfather's a, a big uh, big band jazz drummer. Okay. And, um, I did not know my, that. My father was actually um, an opera singer. Really, really. So, a few other things that you didn't know. So I just uh, um, never. My father didn't force the music at an early age. And I kind of wish he did. Hmm. <laughs> it's usually the other way around. <laughs> it yeah, yeah. yeah it, was, it was with me. Yeah. He, one day he was, uh, you know, he was a very, you know, my way is the highway type of, uh, you know, paternal <laughs> figure. So he told me one day, I said, why didn't you teach, a, you know, have us continue playing the piano? Or like he said, I didn't want to force my ideas on you and my and I said, man, you forced everything else on us. <laughs> didn't want to force the fun stuff, right? <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, early on, it was like, you know, really early on, I think we were too young, you know, like four or five was, you know, I think violin and mm. clarinet and stuff like that. Yeah, You know, that's... So he's got a high threshold of <laughs> pain <laughs> because hearing yeah, people practice clarinet and... Oh. Didn't last long. Yeah. Didn't last. <laughs> All right. I think well, the he, flute was the, the longest thing I've played in school. The flute. Three blind mice. Remember you? Always oh yeah, blind yeah, yeah, yeah. So flute. here's you know I'll, I'll I'll give you a break now. We'll go back to cigar talk. Okay. <laughs> in the video, you open with stretching out a tobacco leaf, and then yes. burning a hole in it. With your yeah. cigar, what is that about? Purely dramatic effect. Purely <laughs> dramatic effect. There's no, there's nothing, you know, like you're not testing the tobacco by doing that. It's I'm a, like, what is that? It, it's a great test. You know, when you're going through <laughs> fermentation, um, you know, it, it also has great dramatic effect and goes, go, go, went well with the man behind the leaf. It did, it did. But no, it's a great, um, it's a great test of combustion for a leaf when it's going through the fermentation process, mm -hmm. you know, the diameter of the cigar. That's one of the tests when going through, you know, fermentation piles is a fire test, a light test. Mm. So you're able to see, you know, really the combustion of the leaf, how the oils are reacting with it, with the leaf, you know, how the, the whole leaf has been undergoing the fermentation process. So when you have the cigar and you light it, you're able to see if it burns, you know, really evenly and, um, and well. So if you got a good burn, you know, it expands really evenly, you know, you know, you're on the way. So, so ballpark um, figure, how many tests does a leaf go through before it's used in a cigar? I mean, I would, 
I would test fermentation piles, you know, almost every every two weeks. And as you know, as it got down to the end, sometimes, um, you know, sometimes every day. Wow. Um, just depending on the seed variety, the leaf, um, because you know some some leaves, you know, they go through. You know, for me, one of the most difficult leaves to go through the fermentation pile was the Cuban seed grown in the Connecticut River Valley, known as Type 52 seed, um, which what became, you know, T52. Mm-hmm. Um, so Type 52, you know, for when I first started working with it, you know, I was getting really nervous because a year went by, you know, combustion is just not there. You know, you're coming upon two years. The combustion with the leaf test, you know, if you just put a flame to it, it was doing really well. But if you put it on a cigar, it wasn't burning. It was the only leaf I had ever experienced that happening. You know, usually every leaf, you do the flame test, you're good, it's going to combust on the cigar. This this leaf, for some reason, you know, as a thing about tobacco, you think it's going to react the same way. It's, it's needed it's, that extra it's, oxygen or something, right? Yeah, it just wasn't there yet. You know, the window for that tobacco when it was when it was finished curing was this, you know, very narrow. So if you took it, if it wasn't all the way there, it wasn't burning. If you took it past that window, you were, the leaf would completely disintegrate on you and it would ferment. So it, it, it required uh, a lot more attention, you know, in the fermentation piles because last thing you want to see is going through, you know, two and a half years of fermentation piles. And then it only takes, you know, one day, two days, and you can destroy everything. Another know? reason people shouldn't complain about the price of cigars at this point. Right, I mean, right. The amount of care that's going into these. Incredible, man. It's it really is. Um, you know, the process. It's it's very. It's not as much as just the amount of investment that you know you're mm. you're investing before you get a return on your investment. I mean, mm. you're talking years. Mm. Right. So, right. That's where a lot of the, you know, cost is. So. Well, um, I ha- we did have some viewer mail that I wanted to, to share, and this will kind of fit in and I hope be good news for you, Nick. Um, go ahead. Play hey, There's a letter in your mailbox. You got mail. Now, this mail was, was uh, very special. It was from uh, uh, Dave Garofalo, who you know, is uh, the brains behind this epic ship we call the Ashholes. And it was, it was, it, yeah, the email was. And it was the email, the email uh, uh, contained our stats, our listener stats for our first calendar year. We started in uh, November of um, 2016. 16, yeah. Yep. So we just finished our first calendar year. You know, we had uh, about a month and a half in in, uh, 2016. 2017 was our first calendar year. And we started started off with, um, in January, we had just under 19,000 downloads. And December, uh, we had uh, increased our monthly download to 35,000. Wow. And our, for the year, we are at uh, just under 300,000 downloads nice. for our first year. And uh, because we're 
we have such great detectives here uh, <laughs> at, the, at the show. We were able to kind of figure out what other podcasts were doing. <laughs> and what, wow. it, what it turns out is the only cigar podcast that gets more downloads than us is the Cigar Authority, which is way what? beyond where we're at. Yeah. They're like Give one, us and, a half year, million, we'll take it. one <laughs> and a half million a year. But we are number two. Everybody else is, is, we've already surpassed everybody else. And according to the stats I've read, we're in the top 5% of podcasts, period, just That's by awesome. volume of downloads. So this show, you know, this is, this is, this is big news. You know, this is, you know, the, the uh, pulling you as the, as a cigar of the year, you've got a huge listening audience. And I know a lot of the people who follow and listen to the show and who I talk to on Instagram and Twitter, they love the wise man cigar. Mm. They love El Monte. They love Tabernacle. Uh, uh, Charter Oak al- always gets a lot. Of, when I throw a picture up there, it, just everything lights up. So uh, you know that's awesome. I, uh, I couldn't believe it. I appreciate you guys. Congratulations on uh, a great, amazing start. And uh, thanks to your listeners. Um, you know we couldn't couldn't do this without you guys. So. Appreciate totally. it. Totally. Mm-hmm. I'm not exactly sure what we're doing, <laughs> but I'm happy. We'll just keep doing it. You know, that's fantastic. You got studio over there, man. That, that's, it's unbelievable. Yeah, you've seen it, right? Yeah. You were here not too long ago, right? Of coming uh, not too, too long ago and very impressive. So, yeah. top nine. Yeah, sometime you'll have to be on with us sometime mm-hmm. when you're in the States and, yeah, uh, and up that, there that happen for spring, maybe springtime that would be great that would be awesome yeah sounds good i would i would love to um one of our regular listeners and and followers is this uh gal named michelle styles that's her nom de plume anyway and she has been listening to us since the beginning she's a professional surfer she's really nick one of the best surfers on the planet and wow. a, and a model and each week she's traveling all over the world doing competitions or, or whatnot. And she shares her experiences and suggestions from travels around the world and, and uh, going to cigar shops. And uh, you can follow her on Twitter and Instagram at uh, yeah. Kuataka Surfing. It's uh, K-W-U-A-T-A-K-A Surfing. K-U-W. Huh? K-U-W-A. K-U-W. KUWA. So uh, let's play her little uh, segment here for us. Aloha. Hey guys, welcome back to the inaugural show of 2018. Looking for another great year for my friends at the Ashholes and Two Guys Cigar Smoke Shops. This week, I'm in Seattle for another shoot with Banana Republic. <laughs> it's not Hawaii, that's for certain. <laughs> But Seattle is beautiful, and I hope to see the Space Needle later today. I'm also hoping to see the History and Industry Museum before I leave. Seattle is a beautiful city, and one I will likely visit again in the summer. One of the places I've enjoyed is Stateside Restaurant. It's a fusion of French and Vietnamese foods. From the onset, it smelled awesome, and the food did not disappoint. It's a very casual dining with extremely attentive waitstaff. Earlier, I had a lunch at an excellent Italian eatery named Il Corvo Pasta. This place was packed, and the food is why. 
They only open for lunch, and my advice, unless you get the VIP treatment like we did, then get there early and get in line. I'll be paying a visit to Rain City Cigar before heading home. More on that in next week's update. Keakupu ahui ho. God bless and see you later. This has been Miles with Styles, and you're listening to The Ash Holes <laughs> on the United Podcast Network. I can't even imagine. <laughs> she's got a great radio voice. She yeah, does. Yeah. She does. She's she's amazing, and she, she how she does this stuff on the road for us. I have no idea. I'm wondering what but the I'm actual temperature is out there that she's complaining about. Yeah, it's it's probably a lot warmer than it is yeah. here. Or it's has like if been it hit twenty, it's like yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it almost got to twenty today, and oh, I'm, I'm like thinking about pulling the shorts back out. <laughs> it's twenty Say, twenty I'm degrees gonna... warmer than it's been. <laughs> K-U-A? K, it's uh, K-U-W-A-T-A-K-A, and then surfing. There it is. Yep. I don't think she has anything up on Instagram yet, but she's a Twitter bomb. She's okay. got something like 45,000 followers on Twitter. Nice. Awesome. But, yeah, she sounded like a natural. Yeah, yeah. She uh, actually sent us um, a box of cigars uh, that contain Hawaiian tobacco. Did you know Hawaii made its own tobacco? Yeah, I've heard about those guys. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I've got it sitting in my humidor, kind of resting for a while, because, you know, came all the way from there, and then it was, you know, god-awful cold here. Who knows what those cigars have been through, so I'm going to let them mm. sit for a while before I open them up. But Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I heard that it was being maybe fermented in... Yes, in, in Nicaragua. Yep. And then shipped, which is, you know, interesting. It's, mm. I don't know Hawaii that well, but I know there's a lot of volcanoes. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, one of the things that on their um, uh, material that they sent with the cigars, because it, it's such a, a warm year, they're able to grow uh, two, three crops of tobacco the same year. Oh, wow. It's amazing. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, but that's 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 a story for another day. <laughs> but um, she's really she's really cool. We're glad that uh, she does this stuff for us on the show. Um, this cigar, medium bodied. Yeah, yeah, medium yeah, bodied, but very full flavor. Yep. And um, it's getting the the leather is increasing as I'm getting into the final third of the cigar here. This woody cocoa kind of creamy finish. Yeah, at the, about the halfway part point, I was getting some maybe dried cherry with the mm. with the cocoa. Mm -hmm. It's really great. How do you guys like the uh, the the ring gauge? It's great to see because this is not a typical Toro. Is you know it's nice because it's a box press, so right. it makes it mm. a little bit manageable. But um, yeah, now why did you choose to do the box press for the for the uh, uh, Maduro version instead of sticking with the round for the like its counterpart? I, I've always liked the soft box press myself. Mm -hmm. I don't like when it gets real cuadrado, that really square, square, you know. Um, but that nice, soft, you know, Cuban box press, I'm a, mm. I've been a big, big fan of. So I really didn't have anything that, that had that. So I said, you know, why not? And <laughs> it just sort of worked well with the blend and the, you know. And you get better I, photos I, of the band on a box press. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. 
just and then you know the red against the maduro just works really mm. well and um you know the toro typically i go you know six by 52 but i know there's a lot of large ring gauge lovers out there so there are mm-hmm. there are it's fantastic 56 uh, now yeah. you know one other question i had was you know and you kind of you kind of hinted at it at the beginning you wanted to push the <laughs> push the phonetic limits of the cigar world <laughs> with El Wense, you know and and here the the maduro comes out and now you're calling it the wise man with El Wense in in uh uh quotations or parentheses, parentheses yeah parentheses <laughs> there what are, are did you give up <laughs> <laughs> trying to trying no. to, to push the limits or, or why the change from Eloense to to the wise so there's man? a couple, couple of reasons um you know one from from a trademarking standpoint which is not as romantic um you know i wanted to make sure you know both both were secure but yeah. it was you know initially we had talked about it you know internally um you know i felt really passionate about elway wednesday um i obviously knew you know, it would be difficult for the market, um, to pronounce, but I felt, you know, for me, it's, it would have been much easier just doing that. And, you know, I know easier for, for everybody else, but this for me was more than just, you know, dollars and cents and, and marketing. Um, you know, this was a really special passion project, this first release, you know, for me. So, um, you know, this was, this was the plan, um, to really back it up and do, you know, do a yin and yang. Mm-hmm. Um, and you see the reverse. And then, um, you know, it's crazy because so many people are calling it, well, Wednesday Maduro now. So uh, it's funny, you know, but you, just our first trade show to see, you know, a lot of people just really want to learn about the word. And even if you don't, you can't pronounce way Wednesday, mm-hmm. you know, it has an impact um, and it's had an impact. Um, so this was the plan from the beginning to really follow up with a one, two, um, and really have both brands, you know, help each other. So we're really, uh, you know, we're really finding people now, you know, that didn't know about way Wednesday, the Corojo, you know, are learning about it. And with everything that we're doing right now, you know, people are, oh, I tried the charter Oak, uh, you know. Oh, have you tried the tabernacle, you know, mm-hmm. so it's all really nice. And, you know, there is something for everybody. So that's very uh, true. Yeah. Yeah. You run the gambit with your products. That's fantastic. Yeah. What's what's next for you and Foundation Cigars? For, you know, for, for me now, you know, this year, 2018 is really, um, you know, now really working close with our retail partners more and more and solidifying, you know, these relationships, it's been, you know, really run and gun for the past two years, getting things started. I started the company, you know, really small, um, you know, I ended up not really taking on investment partners early on because, you know, everybody wanted my, you know, left, left hand. Um, and I said, let me, you know, let me start it a lot smaller. So, you know, unfortunately it was tough for me, um, because there's so many hours in the day, you know, to get to and give everyone the attention that they really need and deserve, you know, wasn't always there. So now um, I'm going to be out visiting, you know, more retail partners and, um, you know, doing some special events and really, 
you know, building on these these brands because for for me these are not brands that are throw throwaway brands. You know, they're around, you know, for for a year, and I want to see these brands around for, you know, many years to come, God willing. Right. Um, so that's that's really the focus. I think you'll see some few interesting things at the IPCPR. You know, we'll keep it keep it fresh and keep it exciting, um, but. You know, it's going to be really bringing, you know, now starting to bring people on. We, we have the office here we launched and in, uh, in, uh, got into in March. So I brought some people on last year. We're at that next stage where it's time to bring in, you know, a few more people in the back office to start helping and, and supporting our retail partners throughout the country. And, um, you know, that's, that's really continue to build the pyramid. Awesome. We're awesome. building a pyramid. Try <laughs> pyramid scheme. That sounds great. Yeah, <laughs> that pyramid. It's a nice ring to it. <laughs> All right. Well, final thoughts on the cigar of the year, Aaron. Uh, thumbs up. I, I mean, it's the cigar of the year for one. Yeah. I mean, we already established that it's a thumbs up. So. Yes. Yes. This is a, a fantastic cigar. Yeah. Big thumbs up from Pastor Padron. And uh, if you haven't had this, you've got to go out and try it. It is an absolutely awesome cigar. It's like it's like smoking a dessert mm-hmm. to me. This is a great after after dinner cigar. There's so much going on. No There's matter so what much your, going on, your yeah. what flavor you're really kind of aiming for, you're going to get it. Yeah, yeah. it's just just fantastic. Um, awesome, Nick. Flavor. Th- thank you so much for being with us. It, I, I know uh, that your schedule is busy, and I, everything was all hectic with trying to reroute your travel plans and everything. And for you to give us an hour, that's that means a lot to us. It's my pleasure, guys. It's my pleasure. Um, love what you guys are doing. Keep up the great work and uh, happy new year. And I appreciate the, uh, you know, makes all the, uh, the stress and long hours worth it. So, Mm. you know, to get uh, cigar of the year is uh, an honor. So I appreciate it. Well, glad you think so. We definitely just love your cigar. Mm -hmm. It's awesome. So congratulations. I hope other people, you know, we're kind of kingmakers here. (laughs) (laughs) That's what we're going with. Yeah, that's what what we tell ourselves anyway. So, you know, hopefully other people are going to, and I've already seen, you know, it's, you know, it made uh, uh, Cigar Aficionado's top 25 list. I know it's gotten some other accolades. I'm sure more are coming too. Yeah, well, Wednesday Corojo got top 25 yesterday. I think um, they just rated the Churchill Maduro in the recent, um, recent uh magazine i think it was in the low 90s Hmm. so you know very nice it's uh at the end of the day everybody's got to try them you know what i mean it's that's right everybody's got a different cup of tea and you know yep yep we'll we'll keep talking it up and i hope you know with all the listeners that uh, they'll go out and buy one and or a box or four (laughs) (laughs) that would be fantastic yeah (laughs) well it doesn't hurt uh, next, next week, we're going to be lighting up the New World Maduro Toro by A.J. Fernandez. Okay. And uh, we'll see what that stick has going for it. So go to your local brick and mortar and pick one of those up to smoke them with us. If your local shop does not have them in, ask them to get them. And if that doesn't work, you can order them from uh, twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two, guyscigars.com. Make sure you have one for next week so you can smoke with us. You've been listening to the Ash Holes Unfiltered Cigar Radio broadcasting from the Serena Royale stage at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. 
You can download this and any episodes you may have missed on iHeartRadio, Facebook, YouTube, iTunes, and Podbean. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at The Ashholes and on Instagram at Ashholes Radio. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.